Biden's brain melts down for two hours in front of the world. The war drums keep beating louder in Russia. And people we used to respect now just show you who they truly are. All today, Eric's America. Hello, welcome, happy weekend. It is the weekend, a much-deserved weekend. It's been, uh, well, a rough week. It has. Um, it, just a bizarre week, a, um, a disastrous week for some, I guess. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to get started for today. I hope you're enjoying your weekend. Um, looks like the whole country is cold at the moment, maybe except for Florida. I believe that's the only place that isn't freezing at the moment. So I uh, hope you're staying warm and all that fun stuff. Um, yes, uh, I want to remind everybody to like, subscribe, rate, review, follow, all anything that they'll let you do, basically. If, it's, if you're listening to it on a platform and there's something good you can do to help it out, uh, please do so. It does mean a whole lot. Uh, it really makes a huge difference and I uh, really appreciate people that are doing it and, uh, you know, even getting recommended uh, any of those things. I mean, it just makes such a difference. Anything you can do to uh, help uh, push us up the charts, it just really uh, will be greatly appreciated. Um, it means so, so much. We get started because this week was interesting. In fact, uh, the uh, press conference from Biden this week actually started while I was recording the earlier episode this week. And I pulled a clip or two, and then I'm like, hey, he's kind of droning on. And his actual speech didn't take very long. But he decided he was going to take uh, questions for quite a while, which turned into, uh, man, just brain melt. I mean, he really just melted down, said all kinds of crazy things. Um, Saki and others have been trying to walk it back for days, apparently. Uh, here's just some of uh, Biden's brain drain uh, during the press conference. Um, the uh, uh, Allison Harris, please. Thank you, Mr. President. Speaking of voting rights legislation, if this isn't passed, do you still believe the upcoming election will be fairly conducted and its results will be legitimate? Well, it all depends on... Uh, uh, whether or not uh, able to make the case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the election. Remember how we thought not that many people were going to show up to vote in the middle of a pandemic? We had the highest voter turnout in the history of the United States of America. Russia will be held accountable if it invades, and it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do etc now whether or not uh, i think that uh, um how can i say this uh, uh the public forum uh, 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 brain is just melting that he look what i didn't overpromise, and but i have probably uh outperformed what anybody thought would happen 
Yeah, that was uh, that was just some of it. Um, what did he cover in just that uh, minute and 20 seconds? Uh, well, he said the uh, upcoming elections. I'm not sure which ones he's referring to, if it's midterms or... 2024 uh but they're not going to be fair and uh you know the only way we're really going to do it is if we can convince enough people that they won't be fair well that seems strange um that seems really odd because i thought we just had the most safe secure and most fair election in history huh it's weird but uh, <laughs> i mean just line it up the next election where it looks like democrats are going to lose and suddenly it is full of fraud fraught with uh just uh terrible voting and everything else it's strange how that works huh uh maybe maybe the country will wake up maybe people will wake up and realize that it's only when they win is it the uh greatest safest and best election that's ever been held uh when they lose it's definitely fraud because no one could ever vote against them because i mean everybody agrees with them apparently and they're ass backwards brain dead uh you know uh, ideas that they I, I just don't i don't understand it i don't assume that everyone agrees with me and i would never assume that everyone is going to vote for me but they do and they do not understand that there are uh people who don't agree with them quite a large number of them and it is growing by leaps and bounds um but biden uh he was really uh proud of himself he really wanted everybody to know that he had done so much good. Here he is. Overpromised to the American public what you could achieve in your first year in office, and how do you plan to course correct going forward? Why are you such an optimist? Look, I didn't overpromise, and what I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. Yeah, that was uh, part of that uh, whole thing, too. Yeah, he probably outperformed. Yeah, um, he really did. He, uh, I thought he was going to be bad. I thought he was going to be probably one of the worst presidents ever. Uh, but he outperformed what I thought he could do. And that is true. He is actually speaking the truth there far and beyond uh, worse than I thought he could possibly do. And I didn't think he could quite screw this many things up in this short of amount of time. But he has outperformed what many people thought. Uh, that he could do and that is very true although probably i'm just going to go way out on a limb and say it's not exactly the way he meant it but um according to the rest of the country and what the polls look like like right now uh the rest of the country agrees too joe uh we can't believe how bad you are either and how terrible you've done and uh you really have outdone yourself um that is for sure uh, no one will argue with that. Um, actually, this guy from Newsmax. Now, it's an interesting story. Uh, this reporter who's going to ask this question, and I cut out part of it because he rambles on and on. Uh, I mean, he's trying to be respectful. I got it. I got it. I got it. He's trying to be respectful, something the, the left has no idea about. But anyway, he uh, tries to be respectful and ask uh, Biden, um uh, Maybe if there's a mental issue going on. But uh, what I was going to say is uh, this guy used to work at Fox. Uh, he was targeted by the Obama administration. Um, they uh, wiretapped him and everything else and actually arrested him, I think, at one point and held him for a while. Uh, anyway, now he works at Newsmax and they actually took a question from him, which was probably another uh, brain dead moment from Biden. But he goes way around and then comes around to just asking him uh, about his mental fitness. Here we go. A poll released this morning 
by Politico Morning Consult found 49% of registered voters disagreeing with the statement, Joe Biden is mentally fit. <laughs> wow. Not even a majority of Democrats who that, responded. That take. Uh, strongly. I'll let you all make the judgment whether they're correct. Well, so the question I have for you, sir, if you'd let me finish, is why do you suppose mm. such large segments of the American electorate huh. have come to harbor such profound concerns about your cognitive fitness? Thank nice. you. Nice. I have no idea. That was a brilliant uh, answer to that. Uh, I have no idea. No idea. Uh-huh. I mean, it could be because I don't even know how to speak. Could be, but I don't know. Yeah, he has no clue. Um, but, um, wow. He really, uh, yeah, he really answered that one. And it really, you know, cleared everything up. Because he said, I don't know. I don't know where's my pen. Are they getting my pudding ready? I'm, I'm done with this. Uh, he did start to get really, um, really angry. Um when he got called out for uh, being a little divisive. He got a little angry. He got a little old guy mad. I mean, I don't know if you've been around uh, older people, maybe a grandparent or something, that when they start to get older, if they get dementia, I have a grandmother who suffers from it right now. And, yes, she gets irrationally angry very quickly. And, I mean, it's a symptom. If you've been around it, you know what I'm talking about. This is what this sounds like. He is old guy mad because he's being asked about something. And he probably doesn't even remember what he said. And so he tries to be condescending. Uh, he's trying to, what's really weird is he tries in these situations to like pull off a Trump. Uh, he just doesn't have the mental acuity to do it. But here he is getting mad uh, because somebody calls him out on his bullshit. You ran on a return to civility. And I know that you dispute the characterization that you called folks who would oppose those voting bills. Um, as being Bull Connor or George Wallace, mm. but you said that they would be sort of in the, the same camp. No, uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said. Uh-oh. Yeah. Tell oh. me. Hold on. If you think I called hey, Mark? anyone who voted on the side of the position oh. taken by Bull Connor, Pause. Bull Connor. Okay. So he says he's mad. He's old guy mad saying, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No, 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 no. Here's what he said. And then we'll go back and pick this up. How do you want to be remembered? At consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be the side, the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be in the side mm. of John Lewis? Or Bull Connor, Lincoln, or Jefferson Davis. By the way, they're all this Democrats. This is the moment to decide. Right. To defend our elections, to defend our democracy. Uh -huh. All right, so that's what he said, but now we'll go back and see. He says, no, that's not what I said. No, no, you got to read. You don't, and now he accuses the guy of not knowing how to read. <sighs> and that is an interesting reading in English. You, you, I assume you got into, oh, into man. journalism because you like to write. So did you expect wow. that that would work with Senators Manchin or, or Cinema? Um, no, here's argument? the thing. There's certain things that are so consequential. Uh, you have to speak from your heart as well as your head. I was speaking out forcefully on what I think to be at stake. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what it is. And by the way, mm -hmm. no one, no one 
forgets who was on the side of King versus on or Bull Connor. Uh, well, I believe he did. I believe he forgot which side. Um, who was on the side of uh, Bull Connor and the uh, Dixiecrats and. Uh, and uh yeah yeah i think he forgets that um wonderful people al gore senior uh he was on the side of those people uh robert bird a guy that he really 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 admired and liked a lot um he liked to dress up in uh, little white uniforms and go around and uh yeah yeah a lot of those people yeah they were all democrats by the way uh, Bull Connor, all those people, all Democrats. But he, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a side note, and they don't have to worry about that anymore. Progressive education, the progressive uh, agenda, the zenification of America, all that has worked pretty well to where people have no clue anymore of what the hell all of this was truly about or what truly happened. It's all gone for the most part. There are a few, there are a few out there that know you know, true history or at least somewhat of the real history and, and what sides people were on and, and what the actual progression was. But that's a very slim few. And you have so many because of things like, uh, you know, when you have like Zen writing uh, the people's, um, what is it? Oh, my God. I can't even believe it. I'm actually reading the book right now, debunking Howard Zinn. But anyway, um, it's the people's history of the United States. I knew I could remember. It's such a terrible book. I mean, I don't even know why anybody even bothers with it. But it is uh, sells more. All these teachers were indoctrinated to teach it and given it to them to read. It is quite possibly one of the worst things ever written and i don't want people to get me wrong i don't want people to say oh well we should get rid of that book we should uh you know burn the books or get rid of them. no I, there's no need to do that all there all there is a need to do is for people to take it for what it is and say listen this is hackery over probably over half the book is directly plagiarized from other uh communist marxist uh hacks that uh you know didn't do their research uh it's very very just it's horrible if you use the same uh model that he did to write a book report in say middle school you would get an f I mean, you're not allowed to take one line from the beginning of the book and tie it to a line in the middle of the book and say this is what the book says when they're completely disjointed, unrelated, and that's not what the book says, but that's what Howard Zinn did. And basically, he just spends the whole time talking about how America is the worst place ever because he was a communist. And uh, yeah, now he's dead, so I don't really care. Um, good riddance. Uh, there's many more that need to follow him. I mean, that's just the way it is. And I'm sick of everybody uh, tiptoeing around these things and going, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't be like that. Well, this is what I can tell you. We're all going to die someday. Some people uh, are so detrimental and harmful that uh, if it is, uh, you know, if it should happen, um, it's probably not something to be um, sad about. And I'm not saying anything about going and killing people. I'm saying, you know, if people are older and their time's up and, you know, take somebody like a George Soros, you know, he's in his 90s. It's time for him to go. Um, you know, he's getting close to a couple decades past the usual expiration date. You know, it's time to go. You know, they've done enough damage. Uh, one of the few reasons that I still believe in hell are people like this. So, you know, um, 
there should be a place for people like that to go. But yeah, that's that's what you get. You you get this whole situation where nobody knows what he's talking about so he can stand out there like a stammering old you know circus monkey and go hey you're gonna be on the side of bull connor no that's your side sorry that that, those are the people that you voted for those are the people you supported were people like bull connor and you know robert bird who was in the kkk and and these people who you know filibustered which you guys now say is evil and racist well the only reason you uh have any way to correlate the filibuster with anything racist is because of the democrats who filibustered the civil rights but you know we don't want to talk about that and they never will these people are absolute idiots but they've made a calculated choice they're like yes we've screwed up the education well enough now and that started you know uh, not long after i was born or not long before I was born, I should say. Let me let me back that up. Uh, not long before I was born, when uh, they uh, started making it uh, a uh, a national, when they federalized the education system officially, and that's when uh, things went way, 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 way. Uh, down downhill and they just haven't recovered and it's something we definitely have to uh get back on but uh one thing another thing he said when he was uh going into his diatribe um his brain was melting down was he was talking about uh putin and russia and saying well you know we just have to determine i mean it may just be a few tanks and a few people and that's fine or or whatever and we just have to determine that um this has been set up for a long time and i have a feeling this was the thing that was being set up and this may have been what they have been trying to hide for a very very long time now i wondered what's going on in ukraine why are people freaking out over it? why did uh you know they want to impeach donald trump for uh even you know calling and talking to ukraine about what was going on why were they paying hunter you know a million dollars or millions of dollars to sit on a board and be a fake person on this board of an energy company why are all these ngos tied to ukraine why are all these people that are now in the administration tied to like the state department having to do with ukraine this is really weird ukraine should not be that important what the hell's going on? And I believe we're seeing the fruits of their labor now. Most of these people are all tied to, you guessed it, yes, the military-industrial complex, also known as defense contractors. In other words, they make a shit ton of money, an assload of money, making weapons of war, whether that be, you know, in you know aircraft or ships or submarines or missiles or gun- weaponry of any kind. That's what makes these people tick. The only way you can keep those contracts coming usually is by, well, obviously, um, conflict. And many times, and and I've talked about this before, many times if there is a large uh, financial crisis either booming or, or busting, I should say, if there's a bad crisis going on, like right in the middle of it, or if it's coming, a lot of governments will then start a war to try to um, somehow stem the economy, somehow make this work so they can, you know, uh, hold on to power or, you know, somehow try to take the focus off the fact that, you know, things are going badly. It's 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 really a disgusting disturbing situation and uh that's what i kind of think right now this has been set up for a very long time they've meddled in ukraine for a very long time now going all the way back to uh early obama uh they've been meddling with it um 
They've been trying to set something up for a while, and I believe it's here. And that's why you hear every drum beating over and over and over about how we have to defend Ukraine's border. And, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think that countries should go invade and occupy other countries. That shouldn't happen. I also think, what the hell does it have to do with me? Why the hell does the U.S. need to be involved in it? Why would we be? You know, we're already sending, uh, you know, billions and billions of dollars uh, to, you know, buy of weaponry and, and all this to defend Ukraine. They can work it out for themselves. You know, I, I have an issue with this. I have for a long time and most Americans do. They're like, well, who gives a shit about Ukraine? I don't know anything about Ukraine. And how does it affect me in daily life? And the answer is it doesn't. It doesn't. Is it going to lower our gas prices? Is it going to help inflation? No, it's not going to do any of that. Is it going to uh, make our country run better? Is it going to get us out of uh, these stupid mandates? Is it going to give us more freedom? Is it going to improve our lives? No, it's not going to do any of that. What it's going to do is cause us to either go bankrupt and lose our spot as the reserve currency because our money will be worth absolutely nothing if we start a war and start trying to fund it by printing money. Uh, that will cause a huge, huge destruction. Or if you go on the other end of craziness, it could start what would essentially be a third world war. I mean, what happens if, uh, you know, we decide to kick off against Russia over Ukraine and then China invades Taiwan? Now, you, you, what are you going to do? You're going to defend Taiwan? You're going to defend Ukraine? Well, now you're going to try to do both. You can't win a two-front war. Everyone knows this. Uh, it would be an unmitigated disaster uh, that would, you know, it's just unimaginable. So why are all these people on board? I don't know why all these people on board. It is terrifying. And no one's taking a step back going, wait a second. Why the hell would we do all that? And I, I see people, even people that I like, people that I respect and listen to, all taking the side of, well, we've got to tell Putin. We've got to stop Putin. We can't let Putin just go take over countries. Um, no, um, maybe that's not a good thing. But you know what else is a really, really, really bad thing? Uh wars in foreign countries that we don't have any interest in that's really bad too you know how you could have stopped all this um maybe you could have kept the uh, sanctions on from the trump administration and not allow them to make a shit ton of money off of selling uh or sending the uh, Nord Stream 2 pipeline into germany because now what's germany going to do are they going to you know side on the side of uh their uh, new energy supplier or are they going to side on with NATO? Uh, chances are they're going to go where the energy goes. I mean, it's just insane. This stuff is crazy. And you're talking about all nuclear armed armies. We're not talking about, you know, a proxy kind of war where you bring out, you know, 1985 tanks and 1975 fighter jets and a third world country. It's mostly sand and go throw, you know, missiles at each other in the desert. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, full on U.S. military fighting Russian military, nuclear shit involved, China getting involved. I mean, it's just a mess. I have no idea how we get so far down this road. Uh, Kamala wants you to know, though. Um, 
she's not she's too busy you know what i mean she's too busy to go check out our border or do anything about our border you know i mean just let everybody in uh not so much with citizenship but make sure they can vote get them some ids whatever they got to do we need them to vote so they can keep voting for me uh but if it's a different country say uh let me pick one by ran oh ukraine that's a good example their border that is sovereign that is very sovereign and on the subject of Ukraine, I will tell you that the president has been very clear, and we as the United States are very clear. If Putin takes aggressive action, we are prepared to levy serious and severe costs, period. And I will tell you that part of the, the posture that we have taken is grounded in the respect and the value we place in sovereignty and territorial integrity. Sovereignty and territorial integrity of everywhere else in the world, except the country you're supposed to be second in command of. Can these people be any fucking worse? I do not think they can. I don't think they can be any worse. Who the hell are you to stand up and talk about the sovereign borders of Ukraine when you don't even believe that there's sovereign borders in our country? Shut the hell up. These people couldn't be any worse and they couldn't be any dumber. They couldn't be any dumber if their moms dropped them on their head when they were children. Oh, I can't stand stupid. I really can't. And that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And how in the world do they think that's going to be sold to the American people? Because they've been out preaching for umpteen years now that I mean, borders are evil. They're racist. They're, they're terrible. If you want a border, you're just a, you're a racist, homophobe, xenophobe, and you don't like trans people. What's that have anything to do with the border? I don't know. We can't have a wall. We can't have a border. It's bad. Except if you're in Ukraine, then you have to have a sovereign border. These people are terrible, but they're not alone. Here is a whole line of people ready to fight with Russia. Move more NATO assets closer to Russia, not further away. Yeah. Uh, if Adam Schitt, wonderful. Ukraine. It's just not going to be that simple. I think we should be doing a lot more and we we shouldn't be just considering a diplomatic track. There needs to be clear consequences for what they do because we failed to deter and now you're inviting conflict. It's a, it's a, it's a very bad situation and we've, and we've left ourselves without many options as a result. I don't think we're providing the deterrence necessary to stop Putin from invading Ukraine, the breadbasket of Russia. And it's time for the Biden White House to start speaking more clearly and more aggressively and telling us how they're going to stop this invasion from happening. Wow, that guy seems really animated. Um, what the fuck do you care? That's the question I have. What do all these people care so much for? That is the question I have. It's a serious question. Do I want Russia to, you know, go invade other countries and take them over? No. But then again, does it really affect me tomorrow? No. You know what affects me tomorrow? All the things that we've been talking about for a very long time. How about we fix us and then, you know, if we have some spare time, maybe tell other people not to fucking kill each other. How's that? Does that work for everybody? Because... All these people standing up there bloviating. They're not the ones that are going to have to go fight and die for a country that most people in America probably couldn't pick out on a fucking map. 
And I'm sure I'm going to hear all about how, well, I mean, there's probably uh, resources or something they want in Ukraine. Yeah, is there? Is there? You know why we wouldn't worry about that? Because we have more than anywhere else on Earth. So maybe, just maybe, just for a second, maybe we could worry about taking care of America first. I believe I've heard that somewhere before. I, I believe there was some people around with that sort of, um, you know, kind of um, slogan or, or maybe a, a point of view that we should worry about America first and the rest of the world second. You know, like all the other countries on Earth do. You know, all the sane people around the country. I mean, around the world. Do you think China sits around and goes, huh, man, I really, uh, oh boy, I really sure hope uh, Zanzibar is okay. Maybe we should be worried about Zanzibar. No, they're worried about China first. Isn't that weird? Russia. I'm pretty sure they're worried about Russia first. Do you think they're wringing their hands and worried about what, uh, you know, Tajikistan is going on there? No, they're not. They're worried about Russians first and Russia first. It's really strange. Everywhere else on the globe does the same thing. But here in America now, that's uh, being racist, homophobe, xenophobe whatever a phobe if you care about things that affect us before anybody else and this will affect us it will affect us in a very negative way especially if we start fighting you're talking about bankruptcy you're talking about destroying whatever hope we have to pull out of the the financial break that i think is coming and is terrifying oh man it is so bad it is so bad, and I have not understood yet. I, I have not understood anything about this, but I think it's starting to come clear. Now, um, Ukraine, they got a little upset because Biden said, well, if it's just a little invasion, maybe we won't worry about it. If it's just a little bitty one, it probably won't be a problem, or, or maybe we might have to nuke him. I have no idea. He talks crazy. He's a freaking lunatic, uh, and I want to hear. Uh, about how uh, how Trump was going to have war with the whole world, right? Going to start a world war. He's going to have all these people up in arms. Yeah, uh, we didn't start any wars. Now we're talking about a possible nuclear exchange with uh, Russia. Yeah, let's sell that that line again. Let's try that one. But uh, we found out what Ukraine really wants, and eh, they make it a little clear here. ...expressed by one Ukrainian official I spoke to last night, is that this offers Vladimir Putin a green light, in his words, to enter Ukraine at his pleasure. Yes. Um, see, we've been sending them a lot of money, uh, supposedly, to build up armaments and defenses to keep their border, you know, and keep their border sovereign. Although we can't spend that kind of money here. Uh, we've sent them, uh, I think, somewhere over $2 billion or something to, uh, you know, buy weapons and secure their border against Russia and do all that. And uh, then we're going to send some more. They're talking about sending some more money to buy some more uh, defense systems and that sort of thing. Uh, I mean, we can't do that on our border, but we sure better jump on it and spend uh, the money that uh, we don't have and money you're borrowing from the um, you know people of the United States uh, to defend Ukraine's border. That should piss everybody off. 
I mean, that really should. If uh, I can give you a freebie here, here's a great idea. If you are a Republican and you actually want to win in the midterms and you want to actually do something that the people like and you want to win that sort of support, what you could do, here's a great idea. Say, hey, how about we, instead of worrying about Ukraine's border and sending billions of dollars to Ukraine, why don't we, crazy thought, uh, take care of our borders? And maybe we'll spend, you know, a couple billion dollars uh, finishing off uh, some uh, structure there to uh, separate us from uh, the southern uh, part of America. And uh, then we'll set up some situation where not everybody can just walk in. How about we try that? Hmm? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. It could be an idea. Uh, just throwing it out there, you know, off the top of my head. Uh, random ideas. Uh, somehow, I think uh, many, many people in the United States would go right along with that sort of uh, idea. Uh, have a strange feeling, especially right now, if you're talking about starting a war in a faraway country uh, over what no one has said. Why? No one said, well, what? I mean, have you noticed? No one said why this is so strategically uh, important to the rest of the world. No one said what they're guarding Ukraine against. In fact, it's just really strange. You get none of that at all. All you hear is, well, that's a sovereign border you can't cross. Well, that's really strange. You don't care when anybody else crosses any sovereign borders here. I, I just, it blows my mind. Do I think it's a good thing? No, I don't. Do I think we need to be fighting? No, I don't. I think it's insane. I think it's absolutely 100% over the rainbow nuts and i can't believe that people are actually talking about this um but uh don't worry uh after biden said if it was a little itty bitty uh, invasion it wouldn't be bad uh, but then they would uh, you know they would figure it out after that or whatever kind of insane stupidity he said uh the real president apparently his chief of staff ron Klain, uh he came out to make sure everybody knew uh we want war I think it's fair to say the White House has pretty aggressively walked back or clarified whatever you want to call it, the president's comments about Ukraine and Russia and whether the president was signaling that a minor incursion might be viewed through a different lens. Whether the president meant to say that at the time or maybe he was being inarticulate, can you afford any gaffes given the stakes right now in all this? Well, I think the president was quite clear and reiterated his point of view this morning very clearly. President Putin should have no doubt any move by the Russian assembled military across the border of Ukraine is an invasion. It will be met with a very severe economic response from the United States and our allies. Oh, okay. All right, I gotcha. And one last point before I have to take a break. One last point. Uh, apparently, they've uh, cut Biden off now. Um, yeah, he's not allowed to talk about it anymore. By the way, the reason we're not going to have any time for questions now is these guys got to get quickly on a plane and go out and do a major announcement in Ohio. And you guys will ask me all about Russia. Oh, yeah. Y'all ask me about Russia. We can't have that. No, 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 no. Got to go. Got to get out of here. All right. Got to take a quick break. I'll be right back. Rated the worst. Losing the most bags. Shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs, 
Doug Parker, American Airlines. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. Is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians is getting political, attacking Georgia's popular voting law. Why? To distract from years of dismal sales, terrible 2020 results, reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor. In China, Coca-Cola products are poisoning America's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic. So the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms, but they got busted. James Quincy, Coca-Cola, stop poisoning our children. Serve your customers, <laughs> not woke politicians. All right, and we're back. Uh, one more clip I got to play for you really quick before we move on. Staying on the voter fraud, uh, it's kind of strange because if you had mentioned voter fraud, if you're uh, you know on the right at all, or you know somehow uh, you know not exactly on the left, well then you're an insurrectionist, and they're probably going to come kick down your door and drag you off and throw you in the gulag that's in uh, Washington D.C. for a while. Uh, but um not if um you're a leftist so here's uh the wonderful james clyburn um he's convinced already are you concerned that without these voting rights bills the election results won't be legitimate i'm absolutely concerned about that i'm absolutely concerned about that because uh you know uh might lose an election well no that would be terrible if the people actually get to vote, uh, it might be a problem. Yes, it may be a problem for you because uh, you guys are um, terrible, evil, and uh, shouldn't be in you know places of power. And the American people are waking up to that fact, and many of you are going to lose. And uh, hopefully the people that win those races aren't going to be feckless and spineless and actually do something. But uh, unfortunately, I don't hold out that much hope at the moment but you know they're not the only people that have really either either these people have been just broken or they're really not who uh i really thought them to be and most people thought them to be um ah, this is bad okay we're gonna start off with somebody who has broken now i've never been a fan of howard stern i just i really haven't i mean he's uh i don't know it was kind of, to me, and this is me, okay, I uh, just really didn't find him super entertaining at all. Uh, you know, he just kind of, you know, winds and winds on, and, you know, his big thing was trying to be a shock jock, and, oh, I'm all about free speech and all about freedom. I'm big this, big that, you know, nobody should do anything to anybody else, all that bullshit that he spouted for years. And I guess uh, what it took was COVID. And COVID apparently completely broke him. And maybe it's true. Like the the clip, I think it was, uh, I can't remember what it was from. Pretty sure it was from uh, an old TV show where the guy uh, is a German soldier. And he goes, all these communists are cowards. 
but yeah, I'm guessing that's what's happened because they talk a big game and everything else until shit actually hits the fan. Then you find out who they really are. Uh, this is the sad end of him, really. Uh, it's really, really crazy. Going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say you now it's mandatory to get vaccinated. F them, f their freedom. I want my freedom to live. I want to get out of the house already. I, I, I want to go next door and play chess. I want to go take some pictures. This is both. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the easiest way to do that, Howie, there uh, is just go do it. You know, just do it. Nike told you this years ago before they started enslaving uh, people in China to sew shoes. Well, they, they're not actually enslaving them, but, you know, you get the point. Uh, before they, uh, you know, started uh, using child and slave labor uh, to make their clothing and shoes, um, they used to say, just do it. Now it's uh, do whatever the government says. Uh, and so, yeah, he's broken. He's completely broken. I mean, it gets worse. It was up to me. Anyone unvaccinated would not be admitted to a hospital. At this point, they've been given plenty of opportunity to get the vaccine. They don't trust our government. They think that there's some conspiracy to turn them into a magnet or something like this. Now, if you don't get it, in my America, uh, all hospitals would be closed to you. You're going to go home and die. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately going to have a story soon about this unfortunately it looks like that's what hospitals have been doing maybe actually a large um large i guess you would call it a chain of hospitals but it's a group of hospitals all under the same uh uh you know top down uh corporate style hospital uh group um not only have they been saying well we're not going to treat people if you don't have the vax um this one case that I heard about this week, and I got to find out more about it, but it sounds like they actively tried to kill someone uh, because they were unvaxxed and they came in with COVID and they were having some breathing problems. And from what I understand, like I said, I'm going to get a little bit more information before I come out, but this is a big, big story that no one's talking about yet. They literally tried to kill this man and tried to go to court to force pulling the plug so this guy could die. And I believe it was all to hype and and make them more money on COVID and to create more, uh, you know, federal money coming their way. I mean, it's just a whole a whole host of reasons that they would do this. But that's what it sounds like. And it may be going down his road of like, hey, you know, uh, somebody doesn't want the government issued vax. And if you don't think it's government issued, um, I have paperwork to prove that the government owns the NIH owns the the intellectual property of the vaccine. Huh, that's weird. That means it's a government-issued uh, vaccine. Uh, if you don't take it, then uh, eh, if you have problems, you just die. But it, he doesn't stop there. He's not just pissed that people don't believe the government, which is bizarre, coming from uh, uh, Howard Stern. I mean, good Lord. Um, you know, looks like a hippie. I, would, uh, I think it was... Uh, it was Jimmy Dore. That's who it was. He's kind of a left-wing uh, radio guy. Uh, I disagree with him vastly on many things. But, uh, yeah, he said, uh, guy looks like a hippie, but talks like a, um, talks like a, a politician or something like that. It was terrible. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it gets worse. He's not just railing against people who don't want to take the government vaccine and everything else. He's pissed at Oprah, too. I mean, he's just a bitter old man that needs to get out of your house. Get out of your house. If you want to go somewhere, go. 
Hence, this is why it's a free country. I mean, maybe that's why he's so bitter and pissed is because he has bought into the communist lies so much that he thinks he's actually locked in his home, uh, which is crazy. But here you go. Here he's pissed at Oprah. By Oprah. I really am. I mean, on her Instagram, she likes to take you into her house where every night of Christmas is a big party, like a celebration, and she flies in a different chef. And I'm, you know, it's getting very confusing to me. You know, I see what's going on with COVID. Everyone's got it. Everyone's sick. People have 104 fever. I don't want to have 104 fever. I don't want to get sick. So I, I'm hiding. But everyone else is out running around. I see Oprah's got, she's having dinner parties. Yeah, he's just really pissed. This has really broken him. I mean, it really has. Uh, I can help you out. Um, you know, you can either have freedom or fear. That That's your choice, man. That is your choice. That's going to be your choice every day. You do infinitely more risky things than catch COVID. Every day. Because you live in New York and you go out and walk the street, the amount of things that can happen to you on the street of New York and the probability of them happening to you on the street of New York is astronomically higher than you dying from COVID. And I'm sorry you don't want to, you know, get a fever. I don't think anyone wants to. No one wants to get sick. But unfortunately, we don't always get what we want, right? Yeah, and I, you know, in the 104 fever thing, I have no idea what that's about. I mean, there's not a lot of people going to be getting 104 fevers that are just going to be uh, bouncing around that you're going to catch it from. I'm just saying. Usually 104 fever, um, you're definitely, if you're not uh, in a hospital, you're on your way there. Because uh, 104, it's a little rough. That's uh, that's going to be a little rough. So uh, maybe, maybe you shouldn't do that. Uh, Colbert. Uh, which he's always been a hack. I'm sorry. People say, well, he was really funny on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Saturday Night Live hasn't been funny for a very long time. But uh, anyway, um, he has actually not been funny for uh, an extremely long time and has just completely gone off the rails. And uh, I'm going to play this where he talks about killing the filibuster. Then he goes so crazy communist left wing that uh, his wonderful guest, um, you know, Chief uh, Warren, good old Chief Liz, uh, she can't even, she doesn't even know what to say. He's already broken himself so far and he's gone so far left that he went past Chief uh, Liz Warren and went way past her, blew by her, you know, like she was in a Volkswagen bug and he's got a Maserati. He just blew by her and she's like, what the hell was that? Democrats hope to spend the holiday passing much-needed voting rights legislation. To do that, they have to modify the filibuster. But that dream died last modified. week. Modified. Thanks to Arizona Senator and Mrs. Hamburglar, <laughs> Kirsten Cinema. Last week, Senator right. Cinema took to the Senate floor to announce that while she values voting, the filibuster is her first love. While I continue to support these bills, I will not support separate actions that worsen the underlying disease. Remember when of Carson used to run two minute clips from C SPAN? What mm -hmm. is the legislative so filibuster other than a tool that requires new federal policy to be broadly supported by senators representing a broader cross section of Americans? Reasonable. So um, that was uh, the speech from uh, Kirsten Cinema. And. I mentioned it before, but that's truly, you know, I, she's making sense. I, I obviously don't agree with her on probably pretty much anything except for that. 
And that's one thing, you know, I don't know uh, who all listens to what, but if you listen to somebody, I know uh, I listen to Glenn Beck quite a bit, and uh, he talks about it all the time, you know, that we we really should start looking at people and saying, listen, you know, we may disagree on a many, many things, but if we can at least agree on the basic principles and the basic rules and and the Constitution that we've you know, been following for many years. If we can agree on the ground rules and agree that, you know, these are the basic principles, then that's a start. And I and I see that as true. You know, I'm I'm sure that I disagree vehemently with much of the things that Kirsten Cinema uh believes in. I guarantee you I disagree with her on a lot of things. But this one, I don't. And this one, she is absolutely right. And you should give her credit for being right. You should thank her because she was, she's thinking, you know, she's using her brain. And that apparently is a very rare thing anymore. But of course, we're going to make fun of her and call her names and, and everything else because she stood up and said what all the people in the Congress should have stood up and said, are you insane? Are you crazy? No, we're not going to destroy our fundamental, you know, governing principles just because you think you could found a way to keep other people from being elected for the next hundred years. We're not doing that. That that should have been the thing, but it wasn't. Anyway, he goes on to go even f- so far past, like I said, so pa- far past Chief Warren that she her mind's blown. She has no what, idea what to say, but he wants to modify. In other words, get rid of the filibuster. Here you go. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> not representing a broader cross-section of Americans. The 50 senators who are currently filibustering the voting rights bill represent 41 million fewer Americans than the senators who support it. Stop acting like the filibuster is anything other. Why are people cheering? The reason people are cheering is because they're stupid. Stop acting like the filibuster is anything other than an anti-democratic tool which is also a pretty good description of Kirsten Cinema. Step aside, Don Rickles. If no. you can't get rid of the filibuster. <laughs> oh, boy. What about, and just hear me out Jones. Okay. Hear this objectively. I'm ready. What if mm-hmm. we just get rid of the Senate? <laughs> and I'm 100% serious here. It's hard to it tell. It is the most anti-democratic institution next to the Wrong. judiciary because the judiciary is only the way it is because the That's Senate the is the way also it wrong. is. No one would drop a single tear. You've already got tenure. You can go back to your old job. You'll be fine. She doesn't even know how to handle this because it's so far. I don't understand what possible positive purpose the United States Senate provides right now. Watch this. I'm kind of retarded. Wow. (laughs) What? Ugh. I hear you. Yeah, she has no clue what to say because that just blew past her and she's like, what the fuck did he just say? Did he just say we're going to eliminate the Senate? Um, Yes, let me. I hate this. I hate this. Um, And this is how terrible these people are. These people are supposed to be highly educated, very, very smart. We're so far above you that we don't even know how the basics of our government works. First of all. We are not a democracy. The closest thing, the true democracy that we do have, other than voting for local elections, 
is the House of Representatives. Isn't that nice? And see, the House of Representatives is seated according to how many people live in each state. So if you have more people, you have more representation in the House of Representatives. See how that works? That's nice, isn't it? So since we are not a pure democracy and 51% do not get to be totalitarians over the other 49%, the brilliant people that you may know called the Founding Fathers wrote a beautiful uh, document and set upon a beautiful system of checks and balances. It said, okay, we're going to get this democracy side over here with the, uh, you know, uh, majority rules, the more people, uh, you have more representation in the House. It's the people's house. And over here, we're going to have an even number from every state of senators. And they are going to be the check to balance pure democracy. Because we need the check and balance. And who checks them? The president checks them with the veto power, which they can then go back and overrule. All this can be then thrown out by the Supreme Court who goes, hey, we have this old dirty, dusty document here that says what you can and can't do. And this looks, okay, this is okay. No, that, that won't work. You're violating this. The fact that people who are commenting on these things have no clue how the hell it works tells you all you need to know. And people say all the time, well, we should just go by popular vote. Okay, well, then throw your vote in the trash because it's never going to matter. It's never going to matter ever again. In fact, there's only going to be three places, maybe four in the entire country that will decide on everything. That'll be New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, and Houston. That's all you'd ever have to visit. Those are the only places you'd ever have to worry about because they can swing it so far that no one in the rest of the country would have a chance or even have a voice. Does that sound like a beautiful utopia where everybody feels included? No. And that's why the system is the way it is. Because people far smarter than us figured it out 250 years ago and our we have a grand brain trust of progressive elites that sit around every day and f try to figure out how to fuck with it because they don't like it it's it's terrible but that isn't the whole of what the insanity has been this week with people that are broken that are just broken and some of it's kind of sad some of it really is sad um this one was really bad. Uh, I've got to play it first. Um, wow, it's it's really kind of sad because I think at this point, maybe maybe he doesn't know any better. Maybe he does. Uh, he's getting older. So Stevie Wonder, they pulled Stevie Wonder out and had him do an ad to kill the filibuster. Why would Stevie Wonder? Uh, I don't know, but this is the ad and it's terrible, but you should hear it. Here we go. Who cannot support the protection of voting rights mm -hmm. in the United States of America uh -huh. yeah. cannot say that they support the Constitution. Oh. Stop the hypocrisy. Yeah. Cut the bull-ish. <laughs> if you care and support our rights, do uh -huh. the hard work. You yeah, can't lose everybody, but you can protect Please all yourself. of us. No. Oh. And to keep it all the way real, <laughs> the filibuster is not working for democracy. Uh-oh. Why won't you? 
<laughs> Why won't you? It's not working for democracy. Good. Since we don't have a democracy, then that won't be a fucking problem. All right? How about you? Oh, these people are broken. They're broken. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they don't care. I don't think he cares. I mean, you know, he just... Uh, they told him what to say because I'm not going to be an asshole and said he read a script because I know he didn't. Okay. I'm not going to be an ass. Just saying they told him what to say and he said it. And, uh, I'm sure they told him, Hey, listen, they're, uh, they're going back in the South, man. They're, they're, in, they're getting that, uh, Jim Crow back out. You better watch out. You won't be able to play down there no more. Better do this here ad. I mean, in my head, that's what they sound like. Um, it, I don't know. I don't know. It's sad, really, because the people are talking about things they have no clue about. And of course they are, because that's what 90% of the world is right now, is a whole bunch of people babbling on about things they have no clue about or what it means or, or anything, you know. And and the bad part is the, the laws that have been enacted in these places that they claim are so, you know, outrageous and so suppressive to everyone was literally just going back to the way they have been voting for the last you know 60 years everything's exactly the same they're just not going to allow everybody to mail in votes they're not going to allow you know uh vote harvesting they're not going to put drop boxes at the fucking dollar general and go pick them up of you know two weeks later and say hey it's all good you know we don't have to verify who any of these people are we're not going to just let people walk in off the street and not say who they are if whatever and just vote that's what we're not going to do which is really strange because that's the same system they have in places like, you know, Delaware and New Hampshire and Maine and lots of these uh, Massachusetts, you know, places like that. They do that. But, uh, of course, it's not it's not bad when they do it. Why? Because usually Democrats win in their state. So that means the election's good. If it's if Democrats don't win, well, then it's racist and, and terrible and horrible for you. Uh, you might notice a pattern, but I could be wrong. The one that bothered me probably the most is this ad that I just couldn't believe because, I mean, I knew he was a leftist. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I thought he was just a Democrat. Okay. I thought he was just a Democrat. I didn't realize he was a full-blown leftist. And uh, it's funny because this next commercial was actually predicted in 07. By the Simpsons, the Simpsons, of course, they predicted everything. Maybe that's who writes this shit. I have no idea. But here is the Tom Hanks ad for Biden. And no, it's not an old ad. This is just dropped. I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't seen it yet, this is the atrocity that they are now peddling. I guess they had a bunch of money left over from the inauguration. They didn't have to uh, you know, pay for big parties uh, since nobody was allowed to show up anyway. Uh, nor would people have wanted to. Um, but this is what they had left. Please light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. If only we're brave enough, brave enough to live through two of the most difficult years many of us can remember, brave enough to pull ourselves up again and again. America is the home of the brave. It's why we keep getting up, no matter how many times we get knocked down, like with our economy. It isn't all the way back, but it's getting stronger. We may be entering year three of a pandemic none of us wanted or expected, 
but we're moving. I was the first person to get the vaccine in the whole country. And now, how many people are vaccinated? Over 200 million, right? That's what keeps me going, that I can feel the change. Restaurants have opened their doors. Shops and businesses are buzzing again all over the country. More jobs were created in 2021 than in any year in the last 80 years. We are stronger than we were a year ago today. We're bringing on new drivers. We're expanding. The fear that was there, it's going away. Business is booming. It's exciting times for the auto industry. Rebuilding our bridges, our roads, uh -huh. our transit systems, and the jobs. Oh, that's what this administration Got to get built back doing. better in there. From our toughest times, America has always built a brighter future. Yes, we are brave. Brave enough to see the light and be the light we need to rebuild this country. We're rebuild strong. it. I didn't we know it fell down. We are mm. resilient. We are America, land of the brave. I've long said it's never been a good bet to bet against America. Oh boy, President Braindead shows up at the end. Of course he does. Um, yeah, that uh, was actually predicted uh, in a Simpsons episode where they have Tom Hanks uh, doing a political ad and saying, well, since the government has lost all credibility, I'm going to lend them some of mine. And, uh, you know, it's disgusting to me. I mean, as a, a man, this is what really bothers me. This is a man who claims, I know he's an actor, okay? I know he's an actor and they paid him a shit ton of money to show up and do a voiceover and to do a cameo or Maybe he's just sick enough to do it on his own. Whatever. Uh, but this is a man who has done a shit ton of World War II movies. Who claims to be a huge scholar of what happened that caused all the uh, conflict for World War II. And for that same person to go around basically promoting the same ideologies that created the most deadly period in human history is really mind-blowing to me. Now, there's only two choices. Either you're willfully ignorant or you just have no soul. There's not really another choice because I already know that if you studied all these things that happened and were alive for many of them, then you know the truth. You know where these ideologies and this craziness leads, you know what's going on. So you don't have that excuse. So you're willfully ignorant or you just have no soul. And it's just really sad that we've gotten here. I mean, was the money that good? Did you really need that money? I doubt it. I doubt it. Pretty sure Tom Hanks has plenty of fucking money. You know, he'll make another, you know, Whatever movie, I mean, whatever he's going to be this time, maybe he'll be an astronaut again. Who the hell knows? Oh, Jesus. Maybe he needs to go back to the island with Wilson. I don't know. I've, I believed Wilson a lot more than this. Uh, it is It is really just disgusting, I think, uh, that we've gotten here. I mean, they have nobody else to turn to. Nobody else is going to, you know, I guess be soulless enough. To really go out and promote this and of course had to get in build back better and just all this garbage man it's 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 sad really i mean if you don't know what you're talking about just don't talk about it but then he's the he's not the only one that's not the only thing it's um you know it's kind of funny i uh actually used to be uh exposed i'm gonna put it that way to npr as a child 
And they've always been super liberal and kind of out there and whatever. But uh, they have really, I had another story about this. I just never did it because they, you know, it was a little, you know, little segment I saw on something. I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty bad. But yeah, it has infinitely just gotten worse. And this is what you pay for. I mean, it's not like, oh, well, I'm just going to bash on, you know, somebody you know, does crazy stuff on YouTube or whatever they want to do. I mean, people have freedom to say what they want. Uh, but this is a little different because it's national public radio. So we're funding this. We, you know, through tax money, we fund this every year, uh, which I think is abhorrent in a free country. Why would we have a uh, a taxpayer funded TV and radio station? I think that's uh, very communist and very dystopian. But we do. We do. Uh, here is just a, a section of things they're talking about because they're wanting to be very inclusive and they're talking about a girl's college and oh boy, it is, it's bad. But here, I mean, they're melting down too. They've, they've lost it. Women's colleges are adapting their admissions policies to reflect a shift in the way that people understand gender. Some students identify as transgender or non-binary, not exclusively male or female. So who belongs at a women's college? I'm going to go way out on a limb and say women. Hence, it's in the name. It's pretty easy. I think that's been a pretty easy thing for us to figure out for a really, really long time. But apparently not. Apparently not. And NPR and their wonderful sing-songy yet soothing voices will tell you why you are just a piece of shit for thinking that. Here's how Holland's latest admissions policy works. If you're a transgender woman, you can apply. If you're a trans man, no. But if you transition to male after you get to Hollands, you can stay. And that's an important shift. Before 2019, if you transitioned while at Hollands, you'd have to transfer out. Finally, if you're non-binary, Holland says no. Your application will not be accepted. To be admitted, you have to, quote, consistently live and identify as a woman. And that's messed up, says sophomore Willow Seymour, who is genderqueer. Willow Seymour. Says it's not good. <laughs> yes, were you having a hard time keeping up without a flow chart and a you know and a and a scorecard? Because I am. I'm having a really rough time. It's a women's college. Got a pretty good idea who should go there and who shouldn't. And um, you know, I we're doomed. We're doomed. And you you hear, because there should be someone with a brain there somewhere going, well, it's a women's college, so they can keep people out that aren't women. Okay, let's move on. And who the hell, with all the things going on around the world, they're talking about nuclear war, lady. They're talking about nuclear war with Russia. You know, we've got, uh, you know, financial issues going. There's empty shelves at the grocery store. We're paying, you know, three, whatever, some places, four and five dollars a gallon for gas. People are starving. People are living in the street doing drugs. And the biggest thing that you can talk about in your sing songy voice is we're not really sure, but uh, we think the gender queer people, which I have no idea what that means, and I'm not pretty sure you don't either, uh, I think they should be allowed to go to this college. How about you? That's where we're at. Personally, I think it's pretty offensive to exclude non-binary people. I know that historically it's a women's college, but a lot of people see it as like a refuge from patriarchal structures. Oh, yeah. And non-binary people Mm -hmm. deserve to be as much part of that as anyone else. Hi, my name is M. Miller. I use they, them pronouns. I am a senior, and I am from Amelia, Virginia. 
Miller will often serve as a sounding board for younger students who want to try out new pronouns or a new name. There's kind of this like waiting pool area where you kind of just dip your toes in and you see how you feel about it and then you go further. And then you fucking drowned. Um, You drowned in a sea of make-believe and stupidity. Uh, We're all uh, stupid people end up because stupid people do stupid things. It often leads to very tragic accidents. And maybe you should stop that. I don't know. How about you, Willow? Willow. Um, I, I... I don't know. It's about all I can say about that. But yeah, that's what your tax money is paying for. I know none of you listen to it, and I usually don't either. And if I hadn't saw this segment somewhere, I would have. I mean, I guess I kind of figured it out because I knew uh, even when I was younger and and parents would listen to it or whatever. I knew it was quite liberal and and really out there on some things. But usually it wasn't that bad. You know, they would go to like arts and crafts festivals and have, you know, the bluegrass jam or or whatever the hell, and it's fine. And then they would do a little bit of, from time to time, they would do a little, as I call it now, a Howard Zinn segment where they would talk about how evil uh, white people came and, and ruined some, in you know, Native American tambourine somewhere or something. But, yeah, we weren't into the non-binary gender queer studies at the women's college that now they're discriminating against anyone who's not a woman. I don't know. It's terrible. But uh, I'm getting close to the end today. But there is one thing left. One thing that we all knew. We all knew this to be true. We all knew it was the case. But now, finally, finally, it has been admitted to. It is a cult Fauci is the leader, and he has admitted it in public. Here you go. Um, Should we be worried about future variants? And this person writes in, you know, sometimes it feels like big pharma companies are taking advantage of situations. Let me ask you, Stefan, on this. Like, how can we bridge the divide between believers and non-believers? Oh, Fauci likes that. (laughs) Because there are some inherent non-believers that no matter what you say, I'm going to give you a real problem. I hate those people. Uh, yeah, it's the non-believers. You see, the non-believers in our religion, uh, uh, we're going to have to throw them in prison or beat them with bats or something. I don't know. But uh, you got those non-believers that they're just not going to believe. Really? Um, what what ministry are you at there, uh, Fauci, that uh, you need to have believers and non-believers? And why would anyone frame this that way if it is not a cult? And by the way, unfortunately for Fauci, um, he has taken his cult leadership to a new level. They were showing pictures and videos from his debacle of a documentary they tried to do about Fauci, which I have no idea who thought that would. What money-making entity decided that making a movie about Fauci would, would be a smart idea? I have no idea. Who would do that? But some brain-dead executive somewhere said, hey, we should make a documentary about Fauci. Uh, Someone did. But anyway, they showed pictures and videos of this, and they were showing him in his office where he has a large painting of himself on the wall right beside his desk. He has his own bobblehead on his desk. He also has his baseball card that someone made him which is just the most erroneous insane thing i've ever seen in my life and of course he has his own 
prayer candle of himself on his shelf. That is the epicenter of narcissism. You know how long you have to train to uh, be so narcissistic that you surround yourself by images of yourself even portrayed as a saint? Wow. And then you have all that surrounding you and you start talking about believers and non-believers. Yeah, we start looking around for the uh, robe and sandals you will soon be wearing and trying to convince us all to give you money to your network. Yeah, we've seen this movie before. Doesn't end well. Does not end well. Let's put it that way. Well, unfortunately, I did have one more segment uh, that I wanted to get to. I can wait. Uh, it was a kind of a kind of a rough segment, anyway. Uh, lo and behold, if you didn't know it already, um, the segment I'll have to do it on uh, next week. Um, by the way, Chinese people not the most tolerant. I know you would not believe that, but they're not the most tolerant people, and we're going to hear just how not tolerant they are, and how people are apparently trying to defend indefensible behavior. Um, but it's you know the video and audio is right there. You can't uh, deny it. But uh, they're going to try, and it's highly offensive. So uh, there's going to be about uh, 400 disclaimers I'm going to have to go through before I even play the clip of what happened. Um, yeah, about 100 disclaimers, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, that will be on the next episode. So you don't want to miss it. Don't want to miss it. Uh, let's just put it this way. Uh, it's Chinese people in the street yelling racial slurs that uh, are appalling. And, uh, you know, people try to cover it up and say, well, it's their language. The guy's plainly using English, by the way. So no mistaking it there. Uh, we will have that on the next episode. It's quite bizarre. And along with a propaganda video China made that's, uh, I don't know, maybe not that inaccurate. We'll see. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for today. Please uh, just remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, share it with your friends, tell a friend, whatever you want to do to help out. It all matters. It all means a lot. And it will uh, move this up the charts and more people will find it. And that will be a very good thing because many more more people need to wake up. That is for sure. Um, if you want to send a message, question, comment, like it, whatever. Tell me I suck and I sound funny. It doesn't matter. I uh, just like to hear from people. Uh, you can do so at Eric's America Pod. That's on Facebook. Also, you can go directly to the website, Eric's-America.com. Or you can send an old-fashioned email if you still do that sort of thing. And that's Eric's America Pod at gmail.com i will be back next week with loads of fun and something uh, quite controversial so hey we all have something to look forward to i hope you have a great weekend i'll see you next week just remember it's no agenda just america